Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Club. This is the place everyday real estate investors gather to share their best stories, biggest insights, and favorite tactics to grow a portfolio of cash-flowing properties in today's market. Here's your host, Gabe Peterson. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club. Today we have Stephanie Baldrini with us. Stephanie originally hails from Brazil. Then she went to Silicon Valley where she had a 20-year-long successful career in tech sales. About three years ago, she decided she needed to get into commercial real estate, which is my favorite topic. Glad you're here with us. So Stephanie, thank you for hopping on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Gabe. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. I told you before we got on here, we always start with stories at the Real Estate Investing Club because we like to hear how people got to be in real estate. So uh, how did your story go? How'd you get started? Yeah, great question. Um, so <clears throat> I was uh, in tech sales and started investing you know, uh, in some startups. Um, and at the time, I was dating somebody who was a successful real estate investor. And very quickly, it became obvious to me that real estate is a much better form of investing, at least compared <laughs> to, to startups as an angel investor. And I decided to <clears throat> start asking him a, a ton of questions and take notes on all of the answers. And, and the rest is history. Yeah, real estate is definitely more predictable than startups. Although I'm sure you can get it. Uh, if you got a unicorn, I'm sure you can make a lot more money in startups. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So you were in tech sales. You had a, a long career there, it looks like, a very successful one. Um, and then you got into commercial. Um, so what? tell me a little bit about that transition. Like, What was your first, you know, your first foray into commercial? And why did you start in commercial? Why not residential? Um, just because he was in commercial, he was in retail. And that's what I learned. And I also never really wanted to deal with people and, you know, <laughs> their stories. And I did not want to be responsible for kicking people out. Um, and yeah, then I came across self-storage, which was, um, which is a recession uh, proof uh, asset class. And uh, also it does great in a good economy. So I decided to start focusing on that. And um ended up purchasing my first self-storage, which came with some car washes. And uh, <laughs> it's been quite a journey. <laughs> I was, uh, Steph and I were talking right before we got on here. It has been my dream to own a car wash. Um, I don't know why it's something about that business is just, I just love going through them. I love going through car washes. So I'm uh, kind of jealous you got one of those in your self-storage. Um <laughs> So it hasn't all... been a, a dream for me. It's been a nightmare. So <laughs> maybe you'll change your mind. <laughs> well, there you go. Maybe I need to talk to you to, to bring me back to reality. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. You you started with self-storage and that's that's kind of what I focus on right now. We just bought four last year. And so I'm, I'm really excited about it. Congratulations. So, yeah. How's uh, How has been your experience in you know owning the self-storage so far? Self-storage has been beautiful. Um, it's very, very easy. Um, and you know, it's not as, um, the, the returns are not as great as the car washes, but, um, it, you actually have time to do other things and <laughs> grow <laughs> and, you know, focus on, on other investments. <clears throat> so I, I, I do recommend self storages. It's a great asset class. Yep. I absolutely love self storage. Um, oh yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm, I've beat that horse. So, so dead in this podcast. I can't say enough okay, great. about self-storage, self <laughs> so it's good you're there. Um, I, you know, it, since you have a car wash, I need to ask, 
you know, bring myself down to reality. So what <laughs> is it about owning a car wash that just doesn't, you know, doesn't jive with you? Sure. So, um, you know, for the first year I wanted to manage, uh, and I'm managing it remotely, uh, from far. And I have three, there are simple self-serve car washes, not the fancy one with all the lights and everything, mm. but, um, it's just been, you know, something breaks <clears throat> every mm. single day or people yep. try to break in. And, uh, that one year has been really busy just dealing with these things. And I had to do it because it was a brand new asset class for me. So I really had to take calls from customers. And so it just does not make sense uh, from my perspective. And I also do not want to be dealing, I decided with, you know, lower, uh, like with all due respect to everybody, um, uh, blue collar employees, mm. because the work ethic is not the same mm. as I'm used to. And I just decided I do not want to deal with that and wonder where the employee is and uh you know another yeah. one went to jail <laughs> and <laughs> and then you know i have to hear stories sometimes which i i get it um you know but um i just yeah i, I it's not for me totally understandable and i'm sure you have some some great stories so that's a perk you're gonna <laughs> hear some good stories Yes. Um, but I mean, something you said during, you know, in that little, little, little segment there, you were talking about uh, things constantly breaking. And I always stress like the more parts there are that move, the more opportunity there is for a break. And that's, it's not even the money that I care about. It's the headache. It's when exactly. things break, it's just the headache. It may cost you, you know, 10, you know, hundred bucks, 500 bucks to fix it, but you have to go through the process of getting all that stuff fixed. And that hurts. Um, so that, I totally understand you have that. to coordinate. Yeah. You have to coordinate somebody to be there to fix it. You have to make sure an employee there is there at the time to fix it. You know, I'm constantly buying things online every single day, um, to fix it. <laughs> gotcha. And, you know, yeah. And also the, the cash parts too, uh, we have credit cards now, but dealing with employees collecting money or mm -hmm. people trying to break in and collect coins, um, mm -hmm who would have known, right. That people are trying to get a few dollars and they go through that process almost on a daily basis or a weekly basis. Um, wow. but yeah, All right. it's well, uh, interesting. Consider myself educated. Now I, I understand the, <laughs> the woes of a car wash owner. Um, but car washes, <laughs> that's not your only thing. You said self-storage as well. And then short-term rentals, uh, which is another, you know, that's a completely different asset class. So out of those three, you got short-term rentals, you got car washes, you got self-storage, which one of those would you, you know, somebody just getting into investing in in real estate, which one of those would you suggest they go forward with? Um, I think uh, self-storage or short-terms are very good. I think uh, short-terms have a better return as well nowadays on your investment on your or on your money. Um, <clears throat> it's just that it's a little bit of a moving part, but once you have that team together, the, a good cleaner and everything automated and someone, a couple of maintenance people to fix things on the go. Uh, once you have that set in a specific market, it becomes a whole lot easier. So it's a little bit of a hands-on in the beginning, but it does get a lot better. So it's, it's really what people prefer. Do, mm. do you want better returns or do you want something that's a little <clears throat> less hands-on like self-storage? It's a matter of personal preference. Yep. Yep. That makes sense. Um, you know, I've considered, uh, me and my girlfriend have considered, um, short-term rentals just because we see those, like, you know, the Hobbit homes and that kind of kitsch, uh, <laughs> rentals out there. And it looks like a lot of fun, 
but I'm always nervous um, just about the market. You know, Reynolds, they really go with hotels and, uh, and, and, and cruises, you know, that those markets, they are very volatile. And so they don't, you know, during recessions, they, they get hit pretty heavily. And so how do you, when you're identifying a property to purchase as a short-term rental, how do you actually, um, how do you go through, how do you identify it? I guess, what, what do you use to hedge against the inevitable downturn that will soon happen? Yeah, another great question. I uh, for me, diversification is very important. That was my word uh, of 2021. Uh, so <clears throat> for me, I want to look at a market that one gets tourists, and also another market that doesn't have as many tourists, but we can we can cover everything if something were to happen, and there will be people, and and it's a market that has different industries, not just one industry. Um, and, uh, so I think diversifying is really important because nobody, <laughs> nobody knows where things are going and yeah. what, what's going to get hit, uh, in the future or in the near future. So, uh, it's really important to also have uh, some reserves as we all know, um, and just have good financial, uh, analysis of a particular market. Good fundamentals. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, cash reserves is, you know, you see this money coming in, you want to spend it, you want to go buy more property, whatever it is, but it is so important to have that cash reserve in there when, uh, when shit hits the fan, because it always does. Yeah. You can, it's one thing that is guaranteed is that shit will hit the fan eventually. And you're going to have to have some money to, uh, to cover those expenses when they come. Agree. 1000%. I was actually just talking to somebody yesterday and I said, it's a lot better <clears throat> to own you know, 20 properties that you know you have good reserves, you have a great uh, loan to value versus 100 that you're really like cutting it close because something eventually will happen. It might not happen, you know, two, three years from now, but sooner or later it will. Yep. Absolutely. All right. So, I mean, so you've had a number of different types of properties, which means I'm sure you have quite a, a varied um, marketing strategy for for looking in, you know, bringing these lead, leads into your business. So how do you go about, um, you know, identifying these properties? How do you go about finding them? Um, I talk to a lot of people. I go to a lot of uh, real estate events and people will t- tell me about a particular market that they really like, or they think it'll be phenomenal. Um, so I just start looking at it. <clears throat> For example, I'm in Miami right now, and I know that it was really difficult to find an Airbnb here. <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking for potential short-term rentals mm. uh, in Miami. Uh, and so it, it's more on who's talking and through friends and connections and and just having a lot of conversation around it. Absolutely. The more friends you have in real estate, the more in tune you'll be to the different markets, which is... Uh, that's been echoed across many different episodes here. Um, and Miami, and also doing you know, research. Of course, you have to back that up with data, of course, yep. um, and doing your research there as well. Positive net migration, everybody. Positive net migration. If a city does not have it, you do not want it. So make sure they have a positive net migration. If not, just go ahead and, and move on. Um, and Miami yep. is one that has tremendous. I think it's, is it double digits? I think they're growing by double digits. It's insane. I went to some events here and everybody there has been here for a month, two months, three months, six months. They're all trying to meet people because they just moved here. Wow. Uh, it's, 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 yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. All right. I just took a peek at the clock. It looks like we have gone through our, uh, our allotted time in the, in the middle here, which means we are ready for the quick question round. Are you ready? 
I am ready. <laughs> awesome. That always starts out with books. I'm a big bookie. So why don't you give me two book recommendations, one for general life wisdom and one for real estate specific? Uh, for general life, the magic of thinking big, that has always been my favorite. And for real estate, oh my gosh, I am blinking out on the name. I will have to send it to you, but it's <laughs> it's my favorite. It's a phenomenal commercial real estate investment uh, book and uh, right. in, in focused in commercial properties. Cool. We actually do not have a lot of uh, recommendations for commercial books. So you'll have to tell me that and I'll put it in the show notes. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that, that's a good one. And then uh, the, the, what do you say? Something of thinking big, the habit of thinking, the magic big. of thinking, big. magic of thinking yeah. big. There we go. Yes. Um, that is, I can guess what that one is thinking, what is about. And it's uh, <laughs> a good topic. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> All right. Next question is for your younger self. So if you could go back to the Stephanie who was still in Silicon Valley, still working out there in tech field, um, go to her, look her in the eye, give her one piece of advice moving forward. Don't quit until you're making the same amount of money um, in real estate as you are with your job. All right. All right. So that must have meant there was a period at which you had considered quitting in real estate, <laughs> but you pushed through it. Um, no, I don't quit your job, your W-2, oh. until you're making that same amount with your investments. Understandable. And also great yeah. advice. Don't quit your W-2 until you have that money coming in from the real estate side. Good advice. Exactly. All right. Uh, and moving on from that, we are into the US, which is, I think I know what you're going to say here. United States, there's a lot of square miles, which means there's plenty of places to invest your money. So what is one area that you are most excited about today? Florida. Oof, I called it. <laughs> Awesome. Yes, Florida is is great. And you I mean you're there right now, so you, you got boots on the ground so you can see it. I actually yeah. um side note here, I my girlfriend and I we went on a cruise for the first cruise I've ever been on, and it flew out from St. Lauderdale. I had never been to Florida. I actually really liked it. Just it was so many palm trees. It well actually wasn't sunny, but it was warm. And so I'll uh, I'll give kudos to Florida out there. <laughs> All right. Your next question is about habits. Habits are the foundation of our life. So if you could point to one thing that you do day in and day out that contribute the most to your overall health and well-being and happiness, what would that be? To my health, I, I make a 30 ingredients smoothie every morning. 30 ingredients movie every morning. What is that? Just a bunch of different ingredients for my, my breakfast uh, smoothie. Oh, smooth. Oh, <laughs> 30 ingredients smoothie. Wow. Yes. <laughs> That's a lot of ingredients. I would, uh, I suspect that would, <laughs> that would be quite the mouthful. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so moving on, we are all um, gifted with specific skills that we can contribute to the world. Um, you know, no one is an exception here. We all have strengths. So what is it that you are absolutely kick-ass at? I think I'm a good observant. I was very shy as a kid and I'm very good at reading people. I love it. All right. That brings us to the last question. And this one is for the listeners. You've given us a lot of good advice about self-storage, car washes. I am now, you know, I'll be going into this eyes wide open now. Um, so I'm sure people out there want to reach out and say, hi, what is the best way for them to do that? I'm on all social media networks, so you can find me anywhere. And also through my website, monecarlorei.com. All right. monecarlorei.com. I will put that in the show notes. So if anybody wants to reach out to Stephanie, Go ahead and click the more in the description. It'll pop down the full description in there. You can find Stephanie's URL. So Steph, thank you very much for hopping on the show. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Gabe. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And for everybody who's here with us today, thank you guys for showing up. You are the reason we do this. So if you guys have any questions whatsoever, 
reach out to me, Gabe at the real estate investing club.com. Other than that, I hope you have a great week. Keep rocking real estate. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode and were able to pull some actionable advice that you can go home with and apply to your own investing business. Before you go, I have a gift for you. If you're a new investor looking to get started or an established investor looking to take your business to the next level, I've created an ebook just for you available on the website. This ebook will cover how I was able to create both active and passive income in real estate with very little money to start with. In it, I will address the three most often cited obstacles new and veteran investors run into by showing you how to find a deal that's actually a deal, how to finance that deal with little to no money down, and how to exit a deal for maximum value. And if you get the ebook today, I'm going to bury you in bonuses, seven of them to be exact. First, you'll get the off-market lead generation blueprint, which will take you through the exact systems and processes we use to generate off-market leads like clockwork, which is the most important skill when it comes to creating real wealth in real estate. Then you'll get the A to Z REI systems and vendors guide, which will allow you to peek under the hood of our business and see the exact tools and systems and even the vendors we use to grow our business. After that, you will get the top 100 best performing keywords pack, which will give you the exact keywords we use to target leads online and generate leads without having to lift a finger. Next, you'll get the contracts bundle for wholesaling and renting real estate, which will give you access to all of the contracts we use in the field to execute all types of transactions. After that, you'll get the investor's quick analysis calculator and offer tool, which will allow you to quickly calculate whether a deal is an actual deal and will allow you to create an offer automatically from those calculations. Next up, we'll give you the Investor's Daily Success Tracker, which is a tracker you can use to ensure you are taking the right actions day in and day out to reach your financial goals in real estate. And finally, you will get the Wholesaler's Template for Quick Assignment Cash, which will give you the templates we use to present our wholesale deals professionally and efficiently to our buyers. I know that is a ton of things to say. I'm glad you were able to stick with it. Uh, so you'll get both the ebook and all of those seven free bonuses when you download the ebook today. All we charge is the admin cost to run the show. So if you are interested in the ebook and the bonus bundle, head on over to the website at therealestateinvestingclub.com. Click on get the ebook bundle at the top of the page and take advantage of that deal. With that housekeeping item covered, I hope you have an absolutely fantastic day and even better week. Keep rocking real estate, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. All right, before I officially sign off, I have a quick announcement to make. If you're interested in becoming a passive investor in one of my deals, my own company, Kaizen Properties, is looking for capital partners for our upcoming projects. We invest in what are known as recession-resistant assets, mainly self-storage facilities, mobile home and RV parks, and industrial properties. If you're interested in investing and would like to learn a little bit more about my company, our investing criteria, and some of the previous projects we've done, Go to the Real Estate Investing Club podcast at therealestateinvestingclub.com and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page. Click on the Invest With Us button. That'll pop up the investor form. Fill that out and we will reach back out to you as soon as we can. 
Or if you prefer a little bit more of a personal touch, you can reach out to me at Gabe at the real estate investing club.com. So really, that is it. Again, it was a pleasure hanging out with you guys during this episode, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.